0: Hello and welcome to Season 16 of the Supermarcato Brothers Video
1: Game Music Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. This is the podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann.
0: On the season premiere of season 16, and has been the tradition with every season that we've done of the show, Mm -hmm. we like to almost step back in a way and take a different sort of approach to examining video game music, rather than looking at a series or a specific title or sort of a category. We like to take um, oftentimes a little bit more of a broad or musical specific look at a facet of game music. And what's interesting, even though we're 16 seasons in, Uh, We really thought it would be appropriate to look at one of the most fundamental uh, theoretical elements behind so much video game music. This is something that we've talked about for years on the show, but we've never dedicated an episode on the Dorian
1: mode. Absolutely. Anyone who's a fan of the show have heard us thousands, hundreds, millions of times talk about this uh this very specific scale really and the way that it's used in classic video game music and it's going to be so fun in addition to our discussions on this and we've discussed this uh you know the the idea of the dorian mode many times on the podcast but to dedicate a whole playlist to hear this technique and this sound and this emotion back to back is going to be so much fun today Exactly.
0: Uh, before we dig into all this great music and sort of the context of all of these Dorian pieces, mm-hmm. I want to just um, give a little bit of a. Re- I know this will be review for some of us, but um, it's yep. also possible some of us haven't heard the term Dorian mode or even what uh, we mean by mode in general. Yeah, uh, let's just describe it a little bit. A little bit. bit of background. The modes are sort of an ancient system of scales. Our uh, major and minor modes. Um, and their common practice were actually predated by what we refer to as either the Greek or the the church modes. And they're named after actually different places, I think different like Greek aisles. It's kind of interesting, you know, places like Doria, yeah. Lydia, Locria, all that stuff, that's what they're named after. But the easiest way to think of it, if you've ever looked at a piano keyboard before, mm-hmm. is that each mode is essentially, you could you could create it just using the white notes of the piano, but starting from a different starting point. So most of us know that if you play all the white notes from c to c you get the c major scale but dorian and especially d dorian can be played by starting from d to d just on the white notes and uh it's it's one of the most elemental modes and it has this interesting sound because it's a minor sounding mode the tonic chord is a minor triad Mm -hmm. but uh, in comparison with natural minor or in the Modal language called aeolian. It has a right. raised sixth scale degree, which allows for this major four chord sound
1: And overall I think emotionally what that does is there is a sense of surprise and Optimism right. there because you're used to hearing the traditional minor mode And so when you hear that that raised six or that major four chord there is the sense of Surprising optimism and that mm-hmm. is an emotion that is so useful for video game music.
0: Yeah Well, and what I love about ...about the modes. It's exactly Carl. It's that element of surprise, but not just surprise. To me, it's like richer emotional context because Dorian, to me, is um, a more interesting uh, scale system than natural minor emotionally because there's like a little bit of major contrast yeah um it isn't purely like playing natural minor it's almost impossible for it to not take on sort of a a somber sad heavy-handed melodramatic quality where dorian it's like you have this um, minor chord bass so whether you think of that as sadness or darkness or intensity but then with this major four chord or just that raised sixth scale degree there's like this tinge of hopefulness there's also something that sounds sort of old fashioned about it Absolutely. If, if you've ever heard kind of the original folk melody presentation of green sleeves um bum 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 you know sometimes you'll hear that melody where uh, mm-hmm. that note is raise that that's that
1: raise sixth scale degree that we're talking about in the dorian mode absolutely well guys what you heard playing in i'd like to spend a little bit of time talking about it before we move on to our next track that is a perfect example of how dorian the dorian mode is used in classic video game music that is the quest for rudra's minds from one of our favorite scores rudra no hiho, composed by ryuji sasai Yeah,
0: it's an absolute Super Nintendo classic. And I think when both of us were preparing this episode, that was honestly the first title that popped into both of our heads. Definitely. Um, And something that's interesting about... Game music in general is the heavy.
1: You almost want to say over reliance on the Dorian mode in particular. I mean, we we had this as an element in our cliche episode. So right. you, you guys might remember that. So it it can be used, uh, you know, in a cliche way. But there's actually a lot of different contexts in ways that video game composers use the Dorian mode. And right. so I'm excited to explore that today.
0: Yeah. What I'm really excited to talk about. I think a lot of you that have been with the show for a while, you might have a certain type of piece of music in your head when we talk about dorian and For sure. that's what our next track is going to i think embody <laughs> yeah. i think when most of us think of dorian in
1: video game music in specific this is the kind of thing we yeah. think about and there's going to be some surprises today some some you know, even people that are really familiar with the dorian mode there's going right. to be tracks in here where you're like what i didn't realize there's that stuff was like, oh that doesn't embody all of the cliches that but go this along one... with it Definitely does. This is actually from Runescape Three, uh, and this track was composed by James Hannigan. It's a really pretty piece of I music. I love this. Definitely has medieval vibe to it. Let's take a listen to Village Dance. so excited for this episode you guys are listening to village dance the wonderful James Hannigan, very underrated composer. I'm looking at this playlist and again, it's an excuse to play some of our favorite video game music. We have some amazing classic titles here today. But it's actually surprisingly diverse. I think there's a lot of people that you'd show them this playlist and they wouldn't necessarily think of it as this one trick pony. I mean, there's so many different ways that composers use the Dorian mode. And again, there's going to be a lot of surprising examples that people won't even realize. Oh my gosh, I can't believe that. Some subtle examples. I think the thing that uh, for those of you who
0: aren't familiar with this term the, I we don't want to make the case that like this is some easy little compositional trick it's such a broad thing it's like doing an episode called the major key you know I mean yeah, for the most true. part all music you hear for the most part will exist either in major or minor and then starting I'd say in like the late 19th century early 20th century um, composers started experimenting with, Modal writing a lot um, Because it was this mm-hmm. sort of thing of Making it sound contemporary and old Fashioned at the same time Because yeah. these scales we have this Association with things like Gregorian Chant or old carols that Make us think of medieval music Or even right. a certain music from like the Renaissance uh, and so To this day it's something that composers Will do to make something feel Quasi religious or, or maybe just medieval Or epic or grandiose and on uh, the podcast underscore that marty and i do together we did an episode similar to this on the lydian mode because one of right. the things that we found is that particular mode seems to have a uh a, a quite almost over representation in film music and it's just interesting way that, that Dorian, yeah, does Dorian in really music. does in video game music and that's what we're interested about because these modes they're common in so much music there's a lot of pop music that uses them there's a lot right. of classical music there's a lot of just uh, you can find it all over the place but for whatever reason of any mode Dorian is so overrepresented in video games and I think it's because it's so useful to the mythology the fan- fantasy, the sort of empowerment feeling behind video games, that idea of heroism, quest, journey, fable. These are all things that we associate with so
1: many games. Well, let's move on to another example. I would say kind of a classic archetypal use of the Dorian mode in video games. This is from Super Mario RPG. And I think we did a panel uh, where we included this as an example when we were talking about Dorian. This is composed by Yoko Shimomura. Let's take a listen to Beware the Forest's Mushrooms. so good. You guys are listening to Beware the Forest Mushrooms by Yoko Shimomura. And the use of the Dorian mode in this piece is, is just so classic. It's It has a very playful and vibrant emotion to it and energy to it that just would not quite be the same if this was just in natural minor or even harmonic minor or major. There's something, it's that mix of emotions really that we get from the Dorian mode. We get uh, sadness, we get surprising happiness, and just playfulness, which is definitely present in this piece. Right, and I think think just for context again it is that
0: raised sixth scale degree I uh, i know we played an example of that uh minor scale with the raised sixth but i, I almost want to sing this melody with the traditional minor yeah, just so you it. can hear what you're talking about what it would actually be would be yeah now, mm-hmm. with what we know of it, that, that feels like so wrong. It feels like a mistake yeah. note because that ba 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 da, da is that moment of there's like some satisfying that first of all that is it's so the satisfying that has the little ornament on it ya da, da um, which that kind of ornamental character yeah also <laughs> makes us think of like medieval old fashioned kind of gaelic dances or something um but there's something about that note that is this moment of like resolution and it's a mood change where it's essentially it's like the difference between going from major to minor because functionally it changes the four chord from being a four minor chord to being a four major chord and that can have such a profoundly different emotional effect if we think of um in the the major sphere, let's say we're in a major key, oftentimes that shift from a four major chord to a four minor chord, something that mm-hmm. happens like in a lot of Beatles songs, for instance. Um, th- that conclusion of move. the flat six or whatever. That's a, that's a moment that really has stark emotional contrast It's where we go from happy to sad in a profound way. It's almost that feeling of melancholy. Well here it's almost the inverse of that. We have this minor sound but now we, we're adding this borrowed major chord you could think of it as and that's yeah. what I think makes Dorian so Carl's described it earlier as surprising but also like hopeful and positive. It's just one yeah. Yeah, and favorite just,
1: sounds and just this really appealing mix of emotions and every single track as diverse as they are every track on our playlist does have a very interesting mix of emotions right. let's move on This is an amazing example. We were so excited uh, to, you know, we were thinking about, oh, what can we include? And we're like, oh, my gosh, we have to include something from Shovel Knight. And we were going through the soundtrack, listening to the main theme, which was the first track. And and we're just like, we have to do this. This is such a perfect example of the use of Dorian mode in video games. And this is cool because this is a fairly modern track. But Will, would you say that this reminds you of maybe how how the Dorian mode was used in the 8 or 16-bit era?
0: Definitely, because when we listen to this track, we'll notice that the melody is so simple and elemental, and it's essentially just outlining the Dorian (laughs) progression of that one
1: minor chord to that four major chord. It's so hopeful. Let's take a listen to the main theme by Jay Kaufman from Shovel Knight. Classic, you guys are listening to the main theme from Shovel Knight. What a masterpiece this soundtrack is by Jake Kaufman! And it was no surprise to anyone that there's a heavy reliance on the Dorian mode in this score. You know, it's going for a medieval setting, and there's a lot of humor to the game. And so, I think there are times when Jake is using this almost in a cliche way, right? But his music is just so exciting and energetic. This track is so heavily reliant on the Dorian mode, there's a lot of changing um, harmony. But, you know, he almost always comes back to that. Right. Uh, what's interesting about a track like Beware the Forest Mushrooms
0: is how it's almost barring the Dorian mode for part of it, but it goes on this harmonic adventure yeah, where this is a sure. track that is um, kind of sticking to that modal scale the entire time. It absolutely uh, is. It, something yeah. that I love about this track, in terms of today's episode, another thing we can learn from it, is something that I find it's not just with Dorian, but it's with modal music of the 20th century and beyond i find when composers use modes there's this um running idea of a pedal bass and i think that's because the function that they're getting out of using a mode as carl mentioned is that surprise and the way that i perceive modes it's it's more about harmony rather than uh, melodic function or like scale function. Obviously, the examples we've played have that Dorian note in the yeah, melody. Yeah, there's different approaches. But uh, what's great about this track is we have that major four chord, but again with that pedal root in the bass, which is when I think of Dorian in game music, I almost think of like a dun 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 dun
1: dun Yeah, like imagine you have this rocking bass that's staying the same, and the chords are moving. Po- if we are in D minor, let's say you're moving from a D minor to a G major, right? And, and that is such an exciting exciting emotion that is used so much it's recontextualizing the the harmony back
0: to the original key we yeah. found the same thing with lydian in film music that idea of the major two chord over the one chord um yeah. it is like a, a thing that happens all the time in film music uh, i think there is that idea uh, it, with movies and games that when modes are used it's about kind of recontextualizing the sound back to the the home base but there's so many great things happening in a Shovel Knight. That melody, yeah, da da. That that note that it mm-hmm. leaps to is the Dorian pitch. Absolutely. So it's very strongly outlining kind of the thing that we're talking about. I mean, can you can't even imagine that melody going bum bum bum
1: pa da dum bum bum. It'd be so sad. It'd be kind of boring in a way. Let's move on to uh, another great example. One of the most common uses of the Dorian mode is for a game or a movie or some sort of media where you you want to depict the sense of spirituality and maybe mm-hmm. this connection to an ancient world. Um, that's definitely the case with this track. It's from Metroid Prime score composed by kenji yamamoto and this is uh the hall of the elders chozo elders theme um and this was a great pick will came up with this idea from uh from this game and i think this is a track that it has i would say maybe a melodic and a harmonic function uh, uh as far as how the dorian mode is conveyed uh it's a really beautiful piece of music very spiritual uh let's take a listen You guys are listening to Hall of the Elders from Metroid Prime. Yeah, I would say more of a melodic uh, function Dorian Mode has in this track. I mean, we can talk right. a little bit about how it's used. I also just want to talk about how how wonderful uh, this score is. I mean, it God, sounds so Metroid impressive music. for the GameCube. Uh, you don't really hear limitations. Yes, there's like synth choir and you know patches that aren't realistic, but... I don't know. It's so immersive and atmospheric. Yeah. God, I love this piece of music. Uh, One of the reasons we wanted to play this, as Carl mentioned, it
0: does use Dorian a little bit differently than the tracks we've talked about. This is a track that isn't using that raised sixth scale degree to have a major four chord. The progression Correct. here is actually centered around a tonic minor chord, kind of a drone sort of flat uh, yeah. seven chord. But then interestingly enough a flat six chord, which is more from mm-hmm. the natural minor. Here we hear Dorian and yeah, da 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 na, 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 na. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's more melodically, which I think is so fitting for the track because part of why it has this religious sound to us, I, I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but a lot of modal theory and our understanding of the modes comes from really ancient music uh, composed, at least in the Western world, in the Catholic Church. That's why a lot of times right. these modes are called the church modes. The great thing about fundamental musical principles, though, is that they can be found across cultures. So in yeah. a game like Metroid Prime, uh, when Kenji Yamamoto is used, using the Dorian mode in this piece, it's accomplishing two things. Partly why it has that religious quality. First of all, when we hear a male chorus singing this very simple modal scale thing, whether mm-hmm. we know it consciously or not, it makes us think of like something like Gregorian chant or religious. It sounds But ancient. the other great thing is the modes have a universality beyond just Western music, which makes it perfect for this game where you're visiting kind of an alien world and mixing yeah. that kind of vocal human sounding singing with these synths and this atmospheric to me it perfectly captures the spirit of what's actually happening in the game I think it's really brilliant
1: Well, let's move on to one of the most exciting examples of the Dorian mode in video games. One thing that I'm kind of interested in, and this wasn't necessarily intentional, but if you look at our playlist, the majority of the tracks on today's episode are actually from the Super Nintendo, Mm -hmm. which is interesting. I wonder why that is. Uh, This is a Super Nintendo track. It's from The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past, composed by Koji Kondo. Let's take a listen to Dark World. Classic video game music here. This is Dark World from A Link to the Past by Koji Kondo, and Will's going to go into a little bit of uh, how this track uses the Dorian mode. The progression is so iconic. There's a lot of video game music that has this basic progression to it. Uh, This is one of the strongest examples of that, Uh, but it's such a rousing and exciting piece of music. It's not just relying on the Dorian mode for that excitement. There's so many different ways that Kondo is able to get that excitement And right. really that emotion That powerful emotion Well, And how he takes it on that
0: Beautiful sort of chromatic adventure yeah. With the really interesting uh, Juxtaposition of these Dissonant bass notes With the melody and the harmony yeah. It's it's just brilliant uh, But yeah, I think the The big thing about this track That screams Dorian Is that opening bum, Which again, it has that pedal bass So we have exactly. these, these moving sounds This track is in C minor So you think of it with with starting with a C minor triad, and then mm-hmm. it's almost like this F major over F major. C sound, and then almost major like four. a G minor or E flat major over C or you Mm -hmm. could just think of it as C minor 7 however but that idea of um, this little simple vamp moving upward that's such a big part of game music
1: well and here's the thing that that progression you know has a specific emotion I would call it exciting I would call it a little bit surprising a mix of sad but there's some optimism there you just can't get that exact mix of emotions from any other progression you just can't not at all yeah and um, definitely definitely
0: just screams video games. What I love about Koji Kondo is in all of his pieces, it seems every single and I would say this actually about that James Hannigan example. What I love about Mm. these two pieces is that Every single part of the track, whether it comes to the chord vamp, the rhythms that are underlying sort of the bass or even the percussion and the melody, it's all melodic. Uh This track yeah. is catchy from the get-go. Every single solitary <laughs> rhythm is memorable. It's not just kind of like filler music until the melody comes in. Everything about it is memorable. And I felt that same way about the James Hannigan thing that... You know, you don't need to wait for the melody to come in to be engrossed And I think that's something that someone like Koji Kondo does so well is it really is it for how satisfying it feels It's such a specific rhythm And when I ever I hear that
1: rhythm I it could only belong to this piece of music and I think that's quite an achievement It's a classic. I'm excited to move on to an NES track. We have a few of these today This is from Street Fighter 2010, uh, composed by Junko Tamiya. And this is Wetland, and it's kind of a nice change of pace for the soundtrack. I think a lot of this soundtrack has more of a rock kind of a sound something that seems a little more futuristic uh this is the wetland and so you could tell that to is going for a little bit more of an older sound maybe kind of an ancient sound here and i think that the dorian mode is is used definitely in a melodic way also in a harmonic way just the way that she uses harmony in this track is actually kind of different from from some of the other pieces in the game it's a great track let's take a listen to wetland from street fighter 2010 Good, you guys listening to Wetland from Street Fighter 2010 for the NES, composed by wonderful Capcom composer Junko Tamia. Well, what are your thoughts? Where, do, what do you think uh, Tamia's headspace was composing this track? To me, it seems like she was definitely going for kind of an ancient, maybe even evoking a little bit of Gregorian chant, especially in some of those harmonies. Yeah, absolutely,
0: um, completely. Uh, the the harmonies, and again, the sort of like Gaelic. Old-fashioned ornamentations Right. And one thought that I had when listening to this track What I think is so great about composing With the modes, let's just think of All of the white key modes So we're not going to mm-hmm. think of like F Dorian We're going to think of D Dorian or F Lydian G Mixolydian The interesting thing about those is the color note Is the same pitch What makes Lydian mm. What makes F Lydian sound like F Lydian Is the B natural What makes D Dorian sound like D Dorian Is the B natural right. what makes, You know what I'm saying Uh, Mm -hmm. A lot of the color pitches are are the same. Um, And uh, what's interesting in a track like this, some of those little inner lines, there's almost this kind of, sometimes there's this rub, this like half-step rub that makes me think of one of the other modes, you know, makes me Mm -hmm. think of Lydian for a moment. But that's the interesting thing is uh, modes kind of have their characteristic sound because of... um, one of the same pitches, which I, I just think yeah. is something interesting. It's great to hear a track like this on the NES. And another thing it reminds me of is you were talking about rock. So much of like the mm-hmm. progressive rock from the 70s that influenced a lot of these game composers. That progressive sound, a big part of music of that time, was sort of evoking these ancient, medieval, ritualistic kind of <laughs> you know. You almost think of just those like psychedelic contexts of like making things feel like ancient and uh, that almost like paganism type of Mm -hmm. thing. That's a part of a lot of music of that period. That's why I think so much of that stuff is modal in the Dorian mode. It's just part of the zeitgeist of
1: all of that music. Well, let's play a very, very classic example of one of the most famous examples of the Dorian mode in video games. And it's actually not from an old school game. It's from a game on the Xbox. This is pretty old school nowadays. (laughs) Halo Combat Evolved, a score composed by Martin O'Donnell and Michael Salvatore. Of course, we're talking about the main theme here, and this is a version of the theme that eventually fades into more of that rock piece, starting off, obviously, with with the really going for Gregorian chant-style choir singing. Right. Why do you think Martin O'Donnell and Michael Salvatore, why do you think they went for that sound for this main theme, thinking about the title screen of this game seeing space why do you think that was fitting? Well, I think it works
0: on, on so many levels. First of all, the, the fidelity level, simply of hearing a, a piece of music of this level of artistic sensitivity, I think was something that was meant to impress. But I think if you get into sort of the lore of Halo, the idea that it's like humanity fighting the covenant, which is this like theocratic, mm-hmm. religious-based alien race, I think having, um, there's something deeply human about hearing yes. the, the human voice, and a Especially the ancient sound of like almost Gregorian
1: chant. It's actually and then really mixing crazy. mixing that with like the religious undertones of Halo in general. I mean, it's it's pretty crazy how much gravitas and weight this theme and the choice to go for this type of a choral uh, piece at the very beginning. Uh, it just it lends so much weight to this experience. Well, and how diverse this piece of music, where it
0: ends up infusing the rock elements and the folk yeah. elements. It's just so perfect for almost. Um, being a, a nice little taste of what to expect from the game overall.
1: Let's take a listen to the main theme from Halo. I love about this so much especially this version is yes we're ha- we're being hit over the face with the Dorian mode in the intro with the vocals but then when the when more of that rock section comes in the Dorian mode is still very present and very important right. to the emotional mm-hmm. yeah, quality there as well and yeah like Will said kind of more of a folk um, influence that we're getting in that section. But yeah, I think this is this is so fitting for a sci fi setting and game. Right. Yeah. I, I love just the again, it's like
0: it's it's capitalizing it does a similar thing that I think a lot of great works of art do that they're able to make something feel modern and timeless at the same time in kind of using the duality of something Mm -hmm. and I think what the Halo theme does it perfectly combines the ancient associations of Dorian with the almost more like seventies, eighties rock associations of Dorian. Mm-hmm. And even in the orchestration that this isn't in a track that's relying on like guitars necessarily, but that kind of riff boop 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 It's such guitar music. Um, And it's this sort of eclectic sound. And the way that they're able to tie all that together is simply that scale. It's not a melodic device. It really is that raised sixth scale degree of this Dorian
1: sound that stitches all of this music together. Well, now let's move on to another rocking example of the Dorian mode. One of the things that we thought about was that, first of all, a lot of classic JRPG scores not only do they heavily rely on the Dorian mode in their soundtracks, but it seems like for battle or boss music, that's actually another time when you hear it. And that might be a little more surprising for people. I think a lot of people, when they saw this episode title, they were expecting things like that RuneScape Village dance, expecting more of that soft kind of medieval vibe. But this is something that you might have to think about for a second. Oh yeah, I I have heard this, this as well, you know, rocking battle music. That uses the Dorian mode. It, again, it's perfect emotionally because it's a little bit sad and dark, but there's a sense of hope and optimism and excitement as well. Let's take a listen to a track called Earthbound, but it's actually from, once more, Rudra Nohiho. So the second uh, track from this title today, again composed by Ryuji Sasai. Let's take a listen. You guys listening to EarthBound from Rudra no Hiho, composed by Ryuji Sasai for the Super Famicom. And one thing that we did today, we tried to come up with some of our favorite examples of different uses of the Dorian mode. It's interesting how much SNES there was. Uh, we didn't necessarily even plan to have two Rudra tracks, but this is honestly the best example of the use of Dorian in classic battle music that I can think of. Right. Uh, and Ruju no Hiho is so filled with Dorian moments that it's just mm-hmm. hard just to
0: play one. Yeah, um, for sure. It's something that I love about this track and what it illustrates, something that we're talking about, is oftentimes when modes are used in music, it's this concept called modal borrowing. And uh, even that example I illustrated earlier about the major four chord to the minor four chord... Um, mm-hmm. That that could be considered an instance of modal borrowing. Like, let's say you're in C major and you go from F major to F minor. You could think of it as almost like you're borrowing that chord from, you know, C minor, so to speak. Uh, but this track does something similar you could think of this track as being in Dorian or you could think of it as being in minor because it Mm -hmm. uses both the flat six and the raised six the first thing we hear is that major four chord so we have the raised six but then eventually it does that same progression as the Metroid Prime thing where it's that descending Mm. you know the one minor chord the flat seven major chord the flat six major chord um, and -hmm. it's sort of it changes between those two so you could think of it as minor with the borrowed major chord or you could think of it as dorian with a, a different sort of borrowed chord right um, but that's the interesting thing about game music is i think a lot of times the composers aren't necessarily even thinking about that they're writing intuitively and um we live in a time now where we sort of are fluent with modal mixture and well yeah i wouldn't be surprised taking
1: from that if society didn't think for one second about dorian mode or even the idea uh or you know the technical term for that when he was com- coming up with this because like you said this has that rocking pedal bass at the beginning dun dun, dun 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 and of course the chords are changing around it that do imply dorian very heavily right um but yeah it's just kind of that that emotion and if you right. want that emotion i mean there's really kind of one good way to exactly. get exactly
0: dude and that's the thing that i love so much about music is uh when when you explain it you can find specific language specific terms that address phenomenon but you don't need those terms to be emotionally moved by the concept not and at all that's what i think is so great about an episode like this you may have never heard about the dorian mode before but i think a lot of people will be able to identify a similar emotion a similar mood to a lot of these chords. yeah
1: things. i think Everybody at the end of this episode will say, I now understand what that is, and I don't need to describe it in technical terms. Yeah. Let's move on to, I guess I would call this more of a cliche example, reminiscent of Village Dance, reminiscent of Beware the Forest Mushrooms, that type of an approach. I love this one. You're going for a medieval vibe for sure but it's also this one has this kind of like groovy like really cool element to it also it's it's video game music it's fun and playful and it's an interesting quirky mixture this is stormy town from ease 5 and ease 5 is uh ease 5 (laughs) i should say is a score that definitely flirts with cliche elements uh this was composed by falcom sound team jdk this is a lot of fun let's take a listen to stormy town you guys are listening to stormy town so fun surprisingly groovy this is from east 5 for the super famicom and falcom sound team jdk do have a list here Miko ishikawa was involved in this as well as Miyoki kaneda satoshi Arai, and a couple others Oh, so good! One of my
0: favorite Dorian examples because it uses the little ornamental, yeah, the Gaelic same ornaments that like, we heard in it's Forest. Groovy. That's the thing that I love about video game music is that mixture of like a more modern rhythmic or groove element, and mm-hmm. then a more old-fashioned, sometimes even ancient, harmonic or melodic sensibility. Well, I mean, you
1: you brought it up earlier, where a lot of times it's that mixture of different eras, where you know, using the Dorian mode, that is, an and maybe the way that they're harmonizing it that's evoking an ancient Uh, Era, But then, yeah, the groove here is something that wouldn't have existed back then. Kind of this, like, funky, almost reggae kind of... I don't know. How would you describe this groove? Yeah. (laughs) It's just really hip. I I don't know how (laughs) to explain it. It
0: Feels (laughs) more modern. It has almost like a Latin kind of sound to it,
1: definitely. So good. Yeah. Well, let's move on to a little more of a surprising, slightly subtle example of the Dorian mode. I definitely think there's some of you out there that would be like, What? This is Dorian? It's not what you think of. And uh, we want to have some of those examples as well. This is composed by Naoshi Mizuta, and it's an absolute Mercado Brothers classic. In the top, I would say three or top five of podcast classics for this show. Just, oh my God, we love it so much. We play it in the band and we're a big fan. This is Opening Stage or Museum from Rockman and Forte. You guys are listening to Museum from Rockman and Forte I love this example so much it's very subtle using the idea of Dorian this is another one what I don't think Mizuta ever thought about I'm in Dorian he's not thinking about that it's just right. a really tasteful progression the only right. real thing that's evoking it is the chord progression because the bass is rocking on C minor for a lot of the song almost a pedal type of an approach the Rhodes chords, which is the part that I play when we perform this, is basically implying C minor seven to F major, and that is Dorian. That is that minor one to major four. But right. like Will was mentioning when we were listening to this, the melody doesn't flirt with that. The melody right. stays yeah. out of the da, way. Da, 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 it's da, so da, da, da. tasteful.
0: Yeah, we get the fifth, we get the the root, the second, the third, the fourth, almost anything Not the but sixth. the sixth. Um, And I I think that's, uh, again, that must be an intentional element because it's just so thoughtfully done. And we've seen so many examples. I mean, we were talking about that Shovel Knight example that's essentially emphasizing that sixth scale degree, but it has a very different mood than this. I think one Mm -hmm. thing that Naoshi Mizuda did so well in this track is combining the sort of heroism of Dorian Mm -hmm. with the like really cool, smooth jazz fusion sound. Absolutely. Um, And And it's that combination. I think it's possible he was thinking a little bit of Dorian because he's clearly got jazz chops and Mm -hmm. um, Modes take on a completely different function in jazz music because a lot of the modes are used as scales for Soloing over Mm -hmm. for instance like the Dorian mode the Dorian scale is what's often used to solo over a minor seven chord Because if you think about like you're in C major the the two chord Which would be like a D minor seven? that Dorian scale is a good thing to solo over it. But it's interesting, a lot of times that uh, that raised sixth is considered sort of in a void tone um, yeah. in, in a sort of traditional conservative jazz harmony way. And But if you
1: look at this melody again, it avoids that sixth scale degree. So it's just sort of an Well, what I love thing. about this track is, yes, at the beginning of the progression, it evokes Dorian, but then it goes into completely different directions a lot of really interesting jazzy extended chords, and so right. this is a this is a track that has a great mixture where Dorian is an element, it's an ingredient in this piece, but it's not yeah. relying as <laughs> as much that's on it very as a lot good of the point. other tracks. Yeah,
0: and I think that's one of the things that makes it so special. It has a really standout strong melody, an interesting harmonic approach, but it's it's so much richer than mm. it is you know kind of evoking on some trope or cliche. But we can still see how that theory that function is still at work and in a track like that
1: absolutely well speaking of different ingredients and modal mixture let's definitely explore that idea with this next piece of music and it is another super nintendo track three four in a row looks like one two three four wow okay i told you guys there's a lot of snes today this is ahead on our way what interesting choice from final fantasy 5 this is a really Really unique example on our Dorian episode today. This is composed by Uematsu. Let's take a listen. guys listening to a head on our way classic video game music from Final Fantasy 5 what a treat this is today it's just an excuse to play some absolute classic video game music you know exploring all of it through a different lens this Man, is composed this. by Uematsu and there's so much happening here we should mention uh, this isn't a piece that is staying in Dorian it's kind of a subtle surprising or even starting choice in today in yeah it, uh, it's one of the many ingredients that this piece has this is one of the coolest and hippest Tracks in game music because of
0: just how strange and progressive it is, but it yeah. has an incredibly memorable and pure melody. Um, it starts in a major context. Yeah, yes, it does. does. But then yeah, duh. So it almost <laughs> sounds Lydian because we have a major yeah, one absolutely. chord and then we have that like major two chord over one. But then we have like this minor seven chord and then we have the four major chords. So it's so crazy what it does. So it to Does you. have a Dorian moment. It's yeah. kind of shocking. The first time you hear it I remember this is a track that took me a while to get used to But it really is so compelling Uh, I was talking about this with our friend Travis And he had sort of an interesting way of looking at it Which was that It's almost like Rather than thinking of it as going between major to minor You almost just think of uh, It's like C major to D major To E flat major to F major But all over C Mm -hmm. Um, But functionally You know E-flat major over C is a C minor chord, you know? <laughs> so it, it, it do- So it is sort of an interesting sound because that's similar to like a progression you might hear in like Rainbow Road. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that kind of thing. But with the pedal bass it gives it a completely different context.
1: So, so cool. Well, let's move on to another more traditional approach and use of the Dorian mode. And I'm excited to discuss this one. And we actually played this source tune very recently on the podcast in our remix episode but now we get to hear the original this is a settlement in the red bluffs from octopath traveler this score was composed by yasunori nishiki let's take a listen missed the hit points <laughs> you guys are listening to a settlement in the red bluffs wonderful track from an amazing score octopath traveler for the switch composed by yasunori nishiki a newcomer this is another example of we have sort of a pedal tonic chord for most of it a drone yeah a
0: very a, a much more scalar uh, approach Melodic, to Dorian. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this
1: this is great. I mean, it's very traditional. I think a lot of people could just hear some of the elements, some of those folk elements and rhythms that are very familiar to a lot of us and, and get, oh, I kind of know what you're going for. Um, but it's not just that it has an overall medieval vibe or a Gaelic vibe. I mean, if you, if you actually look at the melody, I mean... Any other type of scale, if, if it was instead of Raise Six, if it was Natural Minor, uh, I mean Blues, Pentatonic, any other scale, it wouldn't quite have this emotion, would it?
0: Right. But I, I, the other thing that we have to remember is, um, and w- what we wanted to do on this episode is, we wanted to show the examples where Dorian is sort of in lockstep with these Gaelic folk elements. And that's very yeah. much the case here. But yeah. we don't want you to misunderstand and think those elements are Dorian. Because you <laughs> could have a track like this in Mixolydian, uh, you yeah. could have a track like this in Natural Minor. Um, and there are plenty. And honestly, that even minor itself is such an ambiguous term because, classically speaking, the five chord is always major. They they chromatically change the note to have the leading tone, which is the seventh. So whenever Harmonic we minor, hear kind yeah. of like a a, a minor sound where you have a minor one chord and a minor five chord that already sounds modal in a different yeah. way um, almost anything that doesn't abide by like the traditional classical practices for whatever reason it must just be a cultural thing it tends yeah. to have this sort of modal association um, just to our ears and so we, we really want to highlight that the sound of dorian is the sound of a, a tonic minor chord in a four major chord, or if you don't want to think of it as harmony, it's the sound of the raised sixth scale degree in that sort of hopeful, slightly surprising. Um, br- it's like I, I like to think of things in terms of brightness and darkness, that's how I explain the modes. And Dorian is like a brighter. Minor where mm-hmm. natural minor is Darker and you can think of the major modes yeah. the Same way uh, Mixolydian is dark
1: major and Lydian is bright major yeah and you can Imagine right in the, the entire color Of the piece is a little brighter or what I like to imagine if you're talking about brightness Is the piece is dark and Then there's these flashes of light these Flashes of brightness yeah. that come in that, that Let you see where Almost you're going like magic The the magic <laughs> chord The modes
0: it's funny the, the, the Character <laughs> chord is always a moment of magic in mixolydian when you have the minor 5 chord or the flat 7 chord mm-hmm. it's magical in lydian when you have the Always. major 2 chord it's magical in well, dorian well, when it, you have the major 4 chord
1: it's something that makes me just so inspired by music you know these techniques yes you could call them cliche or just overdone how many years have these techniques been used in almost the same way and they're still as powerful they're still right. as effective
0: yeah, it is it's kind amazing. of amazing. I forgot to mention uh, Locrian, but nobody uses <laughs> Locrian. <laughs> Please sound off in the comments. You'll probably try to share a bunch of examples of oh, Locrian. Oh, gosh, mode. I'd love Locrian to hear is that. kind of difficult because it's built on, um, if you think of the white notes, B to B. So the tonic chord is a diminished chord. So That's it tough. has a lot more function in like, you know, kind of old chant music, which it has. Right. It can work in a scalar way. But harmonically, it's really ha- hard to have a diminished tonic chord there's not it's a really hard to that.
1: start your scale with a half step as well that's that's a tough one right tough i do like phrygian
0: i like the idea mm-hmm. of kind of like a minor but then a flat two major
1: chord kind of a mm-hmm. thing but let's move on to another slightly surprising example for people i think in some ways uh maybe the groove and the rocking nature of this might distract you from the fact that this is in Dorian. But if you were to play this on the piano slowly, you would definitely hear some of that spirituality, just that heavy emotion to it. It's a beautiful piece of music. That magic and wonder. This is another East track. Uh, We performed this as well. This is East 2, Subterranean Canal, composed by Meiko Ishikawa, potentially the second Ishikawa track. Who knows, maybe she composed Stormy Town from East 5. She was involved in the score. Let's take a listen to this rocker from East 2. love so much about this track is that it's fitting for the overall setting of this game and the overall emotion of this soundtrack and there's other tracks that use dorian and there's other tracks that evoke kind of an ancient or medieval vibe and so that's happening here but it also mixes so perfectly with yuzo Kishiro's sense of rocking energy and that bass and the that rocking gallop that is something a little bit more Heard in a lot of his tracks So I love that Ishikawa is kind of combining Those two uh, emotions And those two styles here Totally yeah that, it, it,
0: Again though it's like Dorian music and rocking video game music Do go hand in hand In fact when we were putting this playlist together We, we were almost joking like it, it would be more difficult to do An episode of non-Dorian video game music uh, I mean it's like It's so common It's so the typical norm I think there are. I could unequivocally say there are more Dorian examples in retro game music than there are natural or harmonic minor. Certainly. I mean, I think Hmm. Uh, eh, there there might be more like major tracks, but like Dorian is so common um, that it's it's almost like the, especially for for when it comes to a certain type of type of video game.
1: It's a bold um, statement, but I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I I think of a lot of straight up minor uh, when I when I think of classic video game music, especially if you think of kind of the Capcom sound. Um, right that's just relying on the um,
0: flat 7 and flat mm-hmm, 6 chords for heavily, sure. or the kind of um, let's um, play
1: another NES track and this is an example that I think will surprise people I think uh, you know a lot of you know this track and I'm sure a lot of you never really stopped and th- and thought oh my gosh yeah this is, this is using the Dorian mode how cool this is from Shatterhand it's area B composed by Iku Mizutani and Koichi Yamanishi. Folks, Area B from Shatterhand. And I even had to kind of remember and remind myself, oh my gosh, yeah, it is. And it's and Will does make a good point. I mean, it's so prevalent in classic video game music that sometimes you kind of forget... Uh, that it is actually Dorian, and it's actually a specific thing we can discuss, right? Because it's not always used in a cliche way. And again,
0: it's like modal mixture all over the place. This track yeah. has the flat six abundantly as a t- <laughs> as like a root of a chord. I think it even has the minor four yeah, chord at one it's point. Yeah, it's picking but... and
1: choosing, isn't it? Right.
0: It's a yeah, la carte. It's about that hopeful Dorian glimmer of the major four chord or the raised sixth. Um, da, 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 it, yeah. It's just it's such a prevalent element in games and I think it's because it's such a useful Emotional tool uh, so much game music is about empowerment more so than anything else I mean film music isn't about empowerment. It's about describing the scenario Maybe it's meant to make you feel a sense of awe and wonder, but you're mm-hmm. a viewer You're not a participant where the dorian mode. I think is more like it, it invigorates you, and it makes you feel more heroic. The games yeah, are trying it's to make you think like you have the agency.
1: Well, yeah, it's representing you and the power that you have in this experience, for sure. So it's very empowering. You know, we could have almost called this episode Modal Mixture, and we could have maybe explored that more. I'd say at least half the tracks on our episode aren't straight up Dorian for the right. whole piece. I mean, there's that mixture and that a la carte approach. Right. Uh, and that's something that is especially prevalent in video game music. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's move on to a beautiful example of the Dorian mode. And I think also you could say there's some mixture in this one. Uh, this one, I guess we could say, is composed by Toru Minigishi and Koji Kondo. This is from The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. This is Queen Rutella's theme And Will, what is this using melodic material from? It uses the Serenade
0: of Water from Ocarina of Time, which is essentially a very short piece, almost like a jingle, one of those ocarina songs that you Mm -hmm. play. And then Toru Minigishi sort of expanded the melody, uh, wrote this other little brief section of it. I really mm-hmm. love its presentation in Twilight Princess because Minagishi did such a good job of realizing Kondo's idea. And it doesn't, it, it really, I think, is up to the level of quality that you could say maybe this is the definitive version of that melody.
1: Let's take a listen to Queen Rutella's theme. Queen Rutella's theme from Twilight Princess. Let's talk a little bit about maybe what did Minigishi add to this piece? How did he take that very short jingle from Ocarina of Time, and how did he make this into a full piece of music? Well, he essentially just added the
0: which
1: is very beautiful.
0: What's great though is this piece is so hypnotic. It, it's uh, it's <laughs> it comprised is. of phrases that are repeated. So the original one goes dum bum 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 bum, bum. dum bum 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 dum, bum 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 bum. It's almost that magical musical rule of three. Leonard yeah. Bernstein described it in uh, his children's concerts as almost like the ready, set, go thing. Um, you could mm-hmm. almost think of like, da ba da ba dum, one, da ba da ba da two, da ba da ba da ba da ba da da. You know, they're the right. third time an idea takes off. But what Minigishi does so good is he takes Kondo's repetition idea and expands on it. So, bum 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 bum. It's pretty impressive. He kind of doubles the length of the form. But what I love, the chord progression of that secondary idea, it has this pain. It reminds me a lot of something like Edward Scissorhands or something like that kind of like, I don't know, 90s film
1: music, Alan Silvestri, Danny Elfman kind of magical beauty. I mean, if there was surprisingly someone who wasn't familiar with the Serenade of Water and, and heard this melody for the first time here, I think it's very natural. I don't think it sounds like someone who's kind of taking it and, and manipulating it and messing with it. It sounds like a very natural right. presentation and a beautiful example of Dorian Mode. We're approaching the end here. This is the last on our playlist other than our playout. This is Yoshi's Island Underground, also known as Crystal Caves. This is composed by Koji Kondo. Will, I would say this is another surprising example. I think there's some people that uh, might have not expected this on a Dorian episode. Would you agree? Exactly. Yeah. Um, This
0: is another one of those examples. You could consider it modal mixing, or you could consider it just a piece of music that doesn't overemphasize the fact that it's in Dorian, but it does have the
1: raised sixth all over the place. Let's take a listen to Underground, composed by Koji Kondo. Mm. guys listening to underground from Yoshi's Island composed by Koji Kondo and hopefully this gives a nice varied and diverse look at all the ways that the Dorian mode is used in video games there's probably some other ways that we didn't get to explore today but I think we covered most of our bases here yeah, totally. Uh
0: this is one that's like there's so there's almost barely any Dorian in it, but there's just like the the flavor, the sparkle of that sixth. And again, it's about that that magical context. Mm-hmm. And so much of our our discussion of Dorian could be discussed with other modes. For instance, um, this one has modal mixture in it already because it uses both the natural minor sort of things mm-hmm. and the harmonic minor sort of things, with that, yeah. it does have that sort of major or dominant five chord in one instance but it also has the sort of minor five sound um, and so much music is that way and a lot of dorian does have the you'll have like the major four chord and then the major five chord as well there's right. so much so many different types of combinations of how to use these different modes and that's what's yeah, sort of and fun and exciting as a composer
1: well i think one thing we can mention today as a takeaway and this has been a takeaway before is how much mixture there is there is in video game music and And picking and choosing moving seamlessly and naturally in between these different scales these different styles these different techniques uh to make something that overall feels like its own art form i mean there's not really another musical tradition where there's as much of that mixture uh even if you're talking about Musical concepts such as style, genre, rhythm, uh, groove. There's just, there's so much fusion and mixture that happens in video game music. And today it was really fun to explore the idea of Dorian and also maybe modal mixture in general. Yeah, exactly. And part of the specific language of game music, I mean, a lot of the
0: almost cliche tropes that go along with use of the Dorian mode, particularly in a fantasy situation or some medieval Gaelic kind of thing, uh, that definitely has its place in game music. But I'm glad that we were able to focus on almost like its embedded place in just game music harmony in general regardless of whether it's intentional or going for these certain tropes there's something innate about that harmonic move that is really satisfying and incredibly useful in a game situation because it's Mm -hmm. empowering it's hopeful and it's surprising and any storytelling medium and especially an interactive one an element of surprise is possibly one of the most useful things for a composer but it's a good surprise because it's an yeah. unexpected major chord it's not some unexpected really dissonant moment you good know it's point. one of the most elemental
1: feelings well surprisingly our playout today is the third track on the episode that is something that's in our band repertoire this is pilot wings light plane. And another surprising example, I think a lot of you'd be like, what? This is Dorian? Uh, Will, would you say that this uh, uses Dorian in a harmonic way as well as a melodic way? It does. Very briefly, it uses it in a melodic way. In the...
0: Part of the the theme. But for the most part, it's mostly about that sort of chord vamp. And the interesting (laughs) thing about this track, it's less of like a major four chord over one. It's more about like a... Um, if you think of it in like C minor, for instance, or C Dorian, the second chord would be like a D minor seven over C
1: mm-hmm. uh, rather than like an F over C kind of situation. It's a similar sound, similar emotion. Yeah. yeah right. And again, This is kind of reminiscent of what we heard Mizuta do in Museum, where combining moments of Dorian, but also some jazzy, surprising chord changes, just so much mixture happening. And this is another example where the
0: melody tends to emphasize more the strong pitches, the root, the fifth, um, even the um, kind of like these big leaps and everything. It's less about that Dorian color pitch in a, a scale sense.
1: Yeah, and I love these examples on our playlist of these these kind of subtle tracks that, yes, Dorian is one of maybe five or six ingredients, but I will say that if you took that ingredient out, it would just not be the same, would it? Definitely not, and I think
0: uh, we're so lucky that video games exist because I think game composers have done some of the most primary and interesting exploration of this mode in its unique power to move us and empower us as players. Mm-hmm and just even as audience members and fans of music.
1: Well, this has been so much fun. Thanks, guys, for joining us as we explored the Dorian Mode in video games. Start of our 16th season. Uh, Next week, we have a really fun and exciting Patreon episode. So look forward to that. We're going to play you guys out with Light Plane by Soyo Oka. Got anything at the end, Will? That's it. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm Will Brueggemann. Have a great week, everybody. Peace out.